Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, Chicago, what do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sportsbook. Download that app and then use the promo code CHGO when you sign up. Luke Stuckmeyer, Corey Friedman, Cody Del Mendo. Uh, we have good news. We have bad news. We have emotional news. There's a lot coming up. The winter meetings went from slow and boring to sizzling and steaming. And you can use the steaming however you want because, wow, Cody, first, let, let's start with the big one this morning because, Cody, you sat here and told me no less than a dozen times, At least. this isn't the way the Cardinals do business. They'll never sign Wilson Contreras. You were telling me during the season. Yeah. You were telling me after the season. And today, Wilson Contreras signs a deal with the Cardinals. The rival Cardinals, five years, $87.5 million. Well, I'm going to start by saying that, listen, I'm not right all the time. <laughs> like, I I am not perfect, all right? I, I, have, I have not always been correct. However, I do think I will forever be correct about Yachty Molina being the most overrated player this century. I digress. Anyway, um, no, I st- I'm, I'm still actually in shock. I can't believe they gave him a five-year deal. I think... That it, like I said on the show last night that we did talking about Cody Bellinger. If you if you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Um, I said something that if they give him something around the line of if they gave him a five year deal, that I think it's a gigantic mistake. And I I still think that I still think that I you know I even compared the contract that that Yachty got whenever you know he was thirty years old. The contract extension the Cardinals gave him, he got a five year seventy five million. Contreras gets a five year eighty seven point two or whatever it is like. I mean, all it does for me is line up that Wilson Contreras has always been better than Yadier Molina. So, I mean, that if, if there's any they spin zone to it. They've upgraded, for sure. If there's sure. any spin zone to it for me, that's that. But, you know, listen, I know we sat here and we complained about the Cubs not wanting to even talk extension with Contreras for the longest time. But, again, like everything that's perceived around the league about him now, it's like I guess I can understand. And if the Cubs want to go more defensive on – at that posi- at, at that position, when most of every team that's won the World Series within the last ten years has won with a defensive style catcher, then fine. Like the the thing for me that bothers me the most is, or that will bother me the most about this entire situation, is there's three things. One is if the Cubs don't make a don't make a move to replace that offense. Two, if 
if he starts off bad and then the Contreras situation turns into a Fowler situation, in which I don't want him to like get slandered by Cardinal fans all over the internet all the time. That was never fun for me to have to read. Um, and three, like, I, I, I just think that the Cubs are better off going def- defensive, defensive minded at that position. Like, I don't know. Like, that's just how I feel about it. I think that the Cardinals, like, almost are saying that they never really thought that Yachty was like as great as he is by doing this move. Because if you guys are, if Cardinal fans and all these people are going to shove down my throat that. Yachty made all these pitchers so much better than what they were and all this crap, but then you go and get a guy like Contreras, who, again, I think is fine defensively, but he's not, he is not, he does not rank as any of, like, as one of the top defensive catchers in the league. Like, yeah, he's one of the best hitting catchers for sure, but, like, he does not, he, he, he doesn't make other pitchers better like we kind of saw with Jan Gomes. Like, the, the, the number, the, the splits with, with the pitchers, the Cubs pitchers with Jan Gomes behind the plate compared to Contreras, it's not like astronomical like difference, but it is different. You know what I mean? And so now the Cardinals are going into next year with Contreras as their starting catcher. And and if they think that they can get him to be that, that like be somewhat close to like, I guess what the Cubs tried to do, then then hey, I was wrong again. Okay. I don't I don't believe it was necessarily about the money. I do believe it was that the Cubs have decided Wilson wasn't the type of catcher they wanted. Period. Like that yeah. he just wasn't their guy anymore. He was their guy for a while, but he wasn't their guy anymore. I see, you know, chat and Twitter mm-hmm. align the same. Half and half like people saying he's dead to me. <laughs> uh, I can't he's take not, this. He's not dead you, to me. Do you think Corey, that he did this to stick it to the Cubs front office, going no. to St. Louis. I don't believe no. that's the case. I think that he got a long-term deal to be a starting catcher, mm-hmm. and I, at least based on what we were reading and hearing, there were not many offers like that, if any other offers like that. We know that he had maybe a similar offer from Houston, but we know they wanted him to DH and play left field or whatever they were going to do with him. So I think he wanted to be a starting catcher. He got five years from St. Louis to be a starting catcher. And I think that's why he he took the deal. And like to your point about how everybody's feeling, like he deserved to get a contract. I always believed that. He deserved the money. He did a lot for this organization, and he deserves to go out there and cash in. That said, I like knew, I was going to no, say, there's like, a butt coming. <laughs> that said, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say anything bad about him. I've I've quite enjoyed his time in Chicago, and like I said, he deserves to seek out the best for for himself and his family. But like, there's some weird stuff going on on Cubs Twitter today. Like, what do you think? People are talking about like you know cheering for a Cardinal, rooting for a no. Like he's on the Cardinals now. You know, May eighth. May eighth is the day. Like he's on the Cardinals. That's it. May eighth is the day the Cardinals come to Wrigley Field. So early early in the season. Luckily, it's not Cody's birthday. (laughs) But will Wilson get? A standing ovation again. Will he get mixed boos and cheers? Or will it just kind of be nothing? I think he'll get an ovation. He was part of the World Series team. But he'll be wearing a Cardinals uniform this Dexter time. Dexter Fowler did the same thing. I know I he didn't agree. play here I, as long, but like I think I, it'll be I don't know. Some 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 version of mostly positive. I don't I know if he'll get like a standing ovation, but I think it'll you know the, ver- the first he's, play, he's not he's not going to get booed. First plate appearance, I could see there being an ovation. But yes, 
And then after that, it's done. Then well, you know, and you know what, like, I, I think you could debate this, but like, you know why he's not going to get booed? Because Cubs fans aren't Cardinals fans, right? The, it wouldn't happen the reverse. Cardinals fans booed right? Chris Bryant because they took a quote out of context. I don't think he's going to get booed. I, I really don't think so. Here's yeah. one thing that I, I, another thing I say about this deal is, again, the Cubs have identified that Wilson wasn't the type of catcher that they wanted moving forward, whether that was a multi your deal, like, I, they never would have given five years $87.5 million. I don't believe the Cubs would ever have given Wilson anything like that. We were we were thinking, is he going to see that based on the the way the trade deadline went down? Now, this does lead me to believe that there should have been more going on at the trade deadline yeah. than what we saw. Like, I th- I think- this does lead me to believe that the, the, the draft pick that they're getting, their compensation pick they're getting back is probably a mistake. They probably should have ended up with more than what they got. Yeah. Well, but, then we can blame ownership for the Astros, but also they should have had a plan B just in case, right? Absolutely. So, yeah, they let look, it go too close to the wire. Looking looking back at the deadline, yes, I think we can all sit here and confidently say that Jed fucked that up. Like, that's that's fine. Like, I, I said at the deadline... And again, this was before, like, even, I guess, right at the deadline, I hadn't read, I hadn't been, hadn't read, like, all the perceived reports about Contreras and how teams feel about him. But I remember saying, either it was on the deadline show or whatever, I was like, you gotta, you gotta keep him now. You, you have to extend him because if you let this guy walk, then you're going to regret it. And I, the only reason that I feel like, we as Cubs fans might look back and like might feel like we regret it is just because he went to the Cardinals. If he would have gone to the Astros, I don't think that we would be regret it, be regretting much. The only reason I say this now about him going to the Cardinals is just the fact that you have to play him what thirteen oh, times yeah. a year now. If he if he hits walk offs against the Cubs, yeah, it's going to be tough Dexter, to swallow. Dexter for Fowler Cubs did fans. that once. He did it once against the Cubs. I. And I haven't even said this yet, but I've said it on Twitter. I've, I've said it to Corey when we're walking here. Like, this this entire situation just screams Dexter Fowler signing to me. It screams Dexter Fowler to me. Same length, five-year deal, 80-some millions, the same thing Dexter Fowler got. It was in a walk year. Like, the Cubs never considered keeping him. Like, I know it was only he was only with the Cubs for two years, but still, like, it screams Dexter Fowler. And they're around the same age, like... And, and again, I genuinely feel like the, the Cardinals... They really want to put themselves into World Series contention with the Dodgers and with with the Padres and the Phillies that are spending all this money on us. They sh- instead of giving that money to Contreras, I think they should have been giving that money to Carlos Rodon or someone like that because they're they're right there, like they're they're right on the brink of being a real World Series contender. And that's honestly that's what scares me about them is that if it just takes like a one or one or two moves, big moves for them, and I and then I'm like, shit, we are wild card at best and we're gonna have to watch the cardinals be in world series contention all year but they haven't done anything like that and you know the offseason is still young they could but like that again that that's that's how i feel about this entire situation screams very 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 big dexter fowler signing with them vibes i'm not i'm not i'm not like upset i'm just if i am upset it's just because he was signed with the Cardinals. you're surprised though you are surprised, I surprised. and i Thanks to everybody that's joined in the chat. We got another good chat going. Uh, if you're watching it live on YouTube, um, a lot of a lot of comments and like so, it's a hard to um, be able to get to all of them. So if you want us to read your comment, make sure you send a super chat. Exactly. Um, one thing they have to do again. I wouldn't have given that contract to Wilson. It does seem like too much, and who knows? Maybe it'll turn out great for the Cardinals. 
and it'll be tough to swallow for Cubs fans again. But what they do need to do is replace his offensive production. Like, this team stunk offensively last year, okay? And they have now officially done over, gone, lost the best offensive player on their team. Now, you... I know Brendan would jump in and say that it was, you know, that Nico Horner was that guy. Some people would say, Hap, if you look at the metrics, I, I just listened to a soundbite that the score was playing yesterday um, from Carlos Correa, somebody the Cubs fans want signed if they can get him, right? He is very smart, and he was talking about the metrics, how they've changed in baseball, and he's talking about this is how you get paid. And he tells his teammates in Minnesota last year, if you want to make $200 million dollars, Forget batting average, forget home runs, forget RBIs. All the teams care about WOBA, WRC+, OPS, OPS+, all of these things. And he's like, these are the stats you need to make your game crafted toward, okay? And obviously, he's done that. He's going to get paid. He's really good. Um, So I looked up those stats for the Cubs last year. Who do you think led the Cubs in WRC plus Wilson Contreras? Who led them in WOBA? Wilson Contreras. Who led them in OPS? Wilson. Like you go down the list, every single statistical category that now matters to front offices in baseball, Wilson Contreras was that guy. Now that doesn't make him a great guy for catching or calling games necessarily, but it does make him a, the most productive hitter on the Cubs team last year. So for a bad offensive team. Listen, the offseason has started to go well. We'll talk about Jamison Tyone in a second. What they have to do is get that shortstop still, guys. And with Aaron Judge off this morning, we'll talk about that deal too. With Aaron Judge, I said, don't let Judge sign because now that price has gone up because now you have the teams that didn't get him, the Padres, the Giants. They're all all going all in on the shortstops. Yeah, so we're seeing it a bit in the chat, uh, so I'm going to – speak on what the chat is talking about uh the the folks in boston are you know the the bogarts in boston reunion is heating up uh according to the people in the know in boston it's not done but they're, they're saying one last we're getting yep. the they're go- we're getting the momentum which typically as you saw with tyone last night like there's a formula it's for actually these, surprising right? that it's taken this long to me yeah well like Kenra. It was rumored that he was like he was done with the Red Sox, right? Mm-hmm. I think they saw Judge this morning go back to the Yankees, and the Red Sox were like, well, now we can't lose our guy. Yeah, so I think uh, where we're at, I, I I think with the Wilson thing and the Cardinals, right, like I I, I agree with all that. Like I, I, I think they still need pitching. Uh, their offense already has a lot of really good players, but, you know, maybe that's a luxury that they can afford, right, to just add another bat that you know is going to be productive and – They'll they'll figure out the pitching from there. Uh, they're they're in that position right now to make a move and take that chance, right? And like you said, the Cubs made a decision not to, but they have to replace that offense. And if Bogarts is off the board, Judge has signed, and it's not with San Francisco. Like things have gotten very real for Jed Hoyer and that group very quickly. Yeah, you need that Wilson money today. You need to act now. Like you mm-hmm. are not in a position if if you're if your plans hinge on bringing in certain guys, you need you need to do it. Like you, you can't be waiting around to do this because it. I'm I'm going to assume that Bogarts is going back to Boston. 
usually these things follow a similar formula, right? Ken Rosenthal last night tweets, the Cubs are circling on Jamison Tyone. It's about 45 minutes you're going to get the done. done deal. I told right? you Tyone was going to happen 100%. the second I heard Ryan Dempster raving about it on yeah. the radio, and I was like, well, he knows. I mean, he just had drinks with David Ross the night right. before. That's the only name he brought up. And he's also the guy that mentioned the two players, and he said Swanson and Bogarts. So that leads me to believe that Swanson is the guy, unless, like you said, you're trying to talk Correa into it. All you, I know is I hope the dream of two of them is not dead, but now I want to see Correa be the first piece. Yeah, you have to. I mean, you have to get one. I, I mean, oh, I, and well, and, and so I now I'm in to. I'm in a position where I wonder. Like, who's Correa talking to, right? And how long is that going to drag out? Can you risk... Giants, Giants have entered that for can sure. Can you risk letting Dansby talk to the Braves anymore? Can you risk letting him talk to other Waiting teams? I don't think... I don't know that you too. can. I like, think I, to, think oh, I think if you, you need a guy... Both. Yeah, because... You got to go get him. The Giants and Padres just had all this money set aside. three, Reportedly more than the $360 million that the Yankees were offering. Yep. They're not just going to sit on that cash. Right. They now look at it like they've got an aging shortstop. Great one, but an aging shortstop in San Francisco. They can take Carlos Correa and put him right there with that money and not even blink at it. And clearly the Padres can move guys around if they want to, too. Like, they, they were ready to spend the dough. So, listen, if this gets passed today and the Cubs haven't signed Correa and or Swanson, tick-tock, you better get nervous because... Bellinger and Tyone, while are nice signings, they're not the main course. They better they're not, not be. The, they're not, not the main be. course. Well, and you know? it, it goes to what we talked about yesterday where we were looking at everything that was going on Monday with all the, the smoke, and, mm -hmm. and you're hearing from Jed and Carter. I mean, Carter's on marquee talking about shortstops. They're not even hiding the ball. Like, they're no. literally telling you, we're like talking what, to shortstops. It's kind of like what you said yesterday about how the Cubs can't they can't fail at this that, now. That, yeah, that's, the, that's where we're at, where it's like, yeah. okay, so if Bogarts is gone, if Wilson goes to your biggest competitor in the division, like you're in a position where if you don't make significant moves, you're, you have a ton of egg on your face after what you're all putting, putting out there on Monday and letting go on your network. There's no, there's no spin zone no. to that. And, and there's but we no tried. Hiding. They chose different things. Nobody cares. You can't you know? you stop worrying. If people are worrying about the Hayward deal, stop worrying about it because that deal now is nothing in baseball. When you see what guys are getting, you've got the deal for Judge, three hundred sixty million. So his AAV is forty. Trout is making thirty five and a half. Correa last year made thirty five point one. Rendon makes thirty five. You're going to pay guys a ton of money to play baseball for you now if they're star players. So this has to happen. And it has to happen quickly because I don't like the teams that are left out there still looking for big money players because they all seem willing to outspend the Cubs right now. Like, you can't be, you can't be too picky and too cautious about this. I agree. Go get one of them and then work on the second one by saying, look, we got him. We're saving the money for you too. I'm good with that plan. But if, if you lose both of them, all of a sudden your offseason goes from great to ugh, this is what Jesse Rogers was talking about. This is not even as good as last year. You can't you can't take a one year flyer on Bellinger, which is great by if you combine it with all the other moves, but you can't make it your marquee move for a lack of a better I word. Even say you know? it's the well, I mean, the team move, is I would, worse. I would, I would, no, it has to be. The, it has to just be a, a move that you made this yeah. offseason. 
I would I I wouldn't even say it was the marquee move if it was uh, between those two. I think Tyons the or Tyons the more a much bigger move marquee move. Yeah, no, just my you know, I was said this kind of last night. Like I am a little nervous about where things stand, and I feel even more nervous now that Judge is off the board. And again, you kind of said it too. Like the Padres offered ten years, four hundred to. To judge, and he still went back to the Yankees for three sixty. Like, yes, I don't know what the Cubs got to do to convince some of these guys that the Cubs are trying to win next year. Like, that's honestly what's scaring me the most. Like, I feel like the Cubs should have already got Correa or Swanson at this point. Maybe, maybe I'm jumping to conclusions. Maybe I'm, 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 I'm maybe it's because I'm just exhausted and I'm and I'm broken <laughs> and and all of this stuff. But like, like what else do the Cubs have to do to tell these guys that hey, we're trying to win here. We're trying to you know, build something here. We got guys around the corner coming up. Like what, like now, especially now that judge is off the, off the, the board, like I'm not surprised that Correa waited, but at this point, like how much longer does Swanson wait for the Cubs to just offer this, I guess. And how much longer does Correa wait until these other, the, the, these the bidding war, I guess, because right. like, obviously he's already talked to the Cubs. He's got that offer. If the Padres or the Giants swoop in here and 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 offer ten years, four hundred million dollars, or something like that, then like I can't, I can't take it. I, I, shortstop for the Dodgers. Now, even the Dodgers might be Lux, able to swoop think, in here, probably. right? Like, right. like or, they can, or they get, in, or they get in the mix for the Correa, just like like an outlier team that you yeah. haven't heard. I'm well, just, and, like, I'm just like, at they, a very. I'm at a very like I don't know what's gonna happen. It's, it's they fair. need a Steinbrenner move. They yeah. they actually like I don't I don't use I don't use Ricketts as a scapegoat for a lot of this stuff. Like I, I I'm yeah. I, I back him more than most people do. Here's what I will say. Steinbrenner from Italy on vacation when when Judge flew to San Diego to talk to the Padres and was ready to sign with the Padres or Giants. Steinbrenner called from vacation and said, give him another year, give him another $40 million. And Judge was like, done, I'm coming back, even though it's less money. So if that's what it takes, another year and another $40 million, even though you'll have to eat that cost at the end of a deal for one of these guys, that's the price of doing business these days. That, that's what you may have to do. You may have to overpay by a year. You might have to overpay by $50 million. But if you want to make this team good again, you have to get the base of this franchise set so that you can start building it with the prospects and more free agents. Yeah. And this off season has to be that off season. Yeah. And it's, it's like really simple. Like if they don't get this done, they can make all the excuses they want, but unless they're, you know, pulling trades or something like that, it's a failure. They, they may have set the table. You, you need to make the moves or, you're going to be patting yourself on the back for being fiscally conservative or not giving that extra year, which isn't what any of the fans want. And it's, it's, it's a lot of the same stuff we've talked about repeatedly, and we'll, we'll rake them for it. Of course I, we will. They I, I have would, to get it done. I'd like to see them get one of the two shortstops. If they don't get two, even if they do get two, listen, the Cubs have enough money. Go. I'll say it again. I don't know if you're going to trade for Otani if he's ever going to hit the market or not. But if he's a free agent next year, that that's the next big conversation. And I don't believe these teams are all sitting around saving money for him because they all also know that there's a really good chance he never hits the market. Yeah. Right? Well, like, and at this the point, Cubs, I mean, like, and, the and Cubs, if he does, 
everybody's going to be in on that right. paycheck. The Cubs absolutely can't like bank on that happening. Well, and at this point, are, you know, we'll see. Off season's not over, right? Yeah. Oh, been yeah. Made. But yeah. like, if even if you were going to give them the benefit of the doubt on that, why would you believe that they were going to do that? No. I, or I do what it, it what what it took to get that done. We need them to do that now. You know, so. All right. They got to get it done. And and like especially I think on Correa, right? You need if that's your guy, you need to go get that done. You need to put it to him however you need to put it like you just said with the Steinbrenner situation. Yeah. You need to call up Scott Boris and say this is the offer. The Tom Tom no drum more, is beating again. No more talking. Here's another 40 Don't million. Don't go talk to the Giants. This is the offer. Do it right now. That's I can, it. I can guarantee you that Correa is not taking less than 35.1 a year. That's what he made last year. Carlos Correa, whatever the, whatever deal he's looking for, will not be an average of less than 35.1. It's what he made last year. Who says, you know what? I want to make mon- less money on average than what I made last year yeah. when he's in free agency and he's coveted by all these teams. Unless he cares about the years more than the money. He's going to want both because he's got, he's got big teams – Bidding after him. Oh, yeah. At this point, he's probably I, got I the Padres, so Giants, Dodgers, Cubs. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm just saying Who's that, Who's to like, say the Yankees aren't still in on it? Well, I don't... I, I will say that I wouldn't be surprised if the Yankees swooped in just because their team isn't any different. I wouldn't either. Like, they signed... They gave... Ju- they, got, they, they got Judge, right? But their team is still the same as last year, and there's a lot of pressure on their front office to fix, fix what's going on there. So, yeah, no, I wouldn't be surprised. Um... All right, we'll we'll get to more. Pressure's on, Jetty boy. You know, like uh, this is you know. We hope we hope Ryan's going to be able to join us here in a few minutes. Uh, He's in San Diego, boots on the ground for us. Uh, You can read all of his work at allchgo.com. But first, the ComEd Energy Efficiency Program is committed to helping families and businesses in the communities we serve manage energy usage and lower energy bills now and into the future. ComEd offers a wide array of incentives on lighting and other efficiency upgrades to commercial, industrial, and public sector customers of all sizes across our territory. Customers can inquire about how to upgrade their outdated lighting to energy and money-efficient saving LED lights, learn more about network lighting to operate your lights through your mobile device, and track your facility's energy usage and more. Incentives have recently increased for indoor-outdoor lighting and networked lighting controls, making these projects even more cost-effective than ever before. Visit comed.com slash poweringbiz right now to start saving money and energy. And to start a project, contact ComEd at 1-855-433-2700. For more information, you can also email them at businessee at comed.com or publicsectoree at comed.com. Hopefully what's going to happen today is the Cubs get involved in the shortstop market. They sign a guy and even though it's gloomy and gray outside, Cody needs to put on his shady rays because he's going to feel like a rock star again. That's true. That's what we're hoping or, for. Or, you know, yeah, that's what we're hoping for. If not, you know, you can just put your shady rays on so you can not have to look at anything. Hide the shame. You can, have, you can hide the shame. You can hide the fact that Wilson Contreras is a cardinal. You can hide your face from having to see all those stupid jersey swaps. Um, with your shady rays, they never understood why sunglasses were so expensive, so they set out to change it. You don't have to break the bank for quality sunglasses this fall because our friends at Shady Rays have you covered. Shady Rays are premium polarized shades featuring world-class optical clarity, substantial durability, and styles catered to everyone in every lifestyle. The best part about Shady Rays, they have they have the most insane protection program in all of eyewear, lost and broken replacements. 
if you lose or break your shades on day one, they, they told us that they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked, Luke. Really? Yeah. Oh, you know, I knew that, actually. Dropped, Never mind. Dropped in the lake. You know, I, I yeah, know how Fishing, drop them in the lake. Yeah. 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 Off a cliff. Why you'd be on a cliff, I don't skiing, know. Maybe you're skiing and skiing, you go right yeah. off the edge. Maybe you're Snowboarding. On the, maybe you're on the red line and you, 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 you drop them. You know, I, I don't know. Like, um, anything. They'll replace them. Even with that strong of a protection protection program, they will still manage to make quality that can tell you that can tell you holding in my hand seems just as good as any expensive pair that I have ever worn. Shady Race customers seem to agree with over two hundred thousand five star reviews. Shady Rays also provides ten meals to fight hunger in America with every order placed and have donated over two or twenty million meals. To date, they stand by their product and hold our team that and told our team that if anyone has a problem, they they throw profit out the window and do what it takes to get it right. Free returns and exchanges, guys. It's insane. Either love the shades or shady or shady rays will pay to ship them back. That's it. Exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is running their deepest deal of the season. Use code CHGO for 50% off. Two or more pairs at shadyrays.com. Buy one, get one free. You get two pairs for as low as $54. Redeem only at ShadyRays.com, where you can find all their newest and best shades. I will say that I read that better than the last time. So Yes. yeah, It's always, it's always about improvement moving yeah. forward. Uh, by the way, I mentioned... Ryan always reads this ad. That's right. <laughs> I, I always... I, I brought up cloudy outside, and for the next five comments in the chat were uh, weather conditions from our weather watchers out there here on the chat. <laughs> like... Tom and it, <laughs> I wish there was sun outside because then I feel like I would feel a little bit better about this yeah. whole Contreras thing. But it's a it's, dreary it's, it's Chicago. A, it's a very dreary, gloomy, cloudy like snowing in Arizona. I was just Ugh. about to say that's the best comment. <laughs> it's uh, snowing in Arizona. Wow. Well, I would assume that's more by like the Tucson. Yeah. yeah. Um. So last night we did the emergency podcast for those that were listening or downloaded. After the Bellinger move later in the evening, hoping that we might get the shortstop news. Instead, we got rumors that Jamison Tyone would likely be happening soon. Then it happened late. I was asleep, and we'll finally <laughs> talk about it. Well, me and what, Corey were up. You guys, you guys <laughs> were still up, but decided, you know what? He's he's not the big fish we want to talk about, so we're going to just table that since we'd already done two podcasts. So here's the deal. I like it. It's 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 a number two, number three guy. Like he was taken with the number two pick behind Bryce Harper. Like he has the pedigree. It's been injuries that have been the problem throughout his career. He had cancer. He's had two Tommy John surgeries, but he was pretty good, really, for the Yankees. I know a lot of people are really high on him, and I think you get him in the pitch lab. Maybe you can even uptick that one more, and that's what the Cubs are hoping for. Now, sixty-eight million dollars. That seems like an affordable deal for a guy when you stick him somewhere in the middle of the rotation. He's he's not the ace that you guys were all hoping for, right? He's he's not Degrom, but that's that's way more affordable and potentially still leaves the door to filter in your young guys when they make the move. They can pass him in the rotation, and he can start sliding down from three to four, from four to five, to a depth guy by the end of the contract, probably. I so I think. Tyon has upside to be to 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 a point to where maybe in a year or two we look back on the deal and you're like wow like they got really good value out of out of this deal, only because if we're gonna sit here and and 
and praise the Cubs pitching infrastructure. I feel like maybe he can come in and, you know, Tommy Hadovy can help make him better. But yeah, at, at the very least, I think he's a very solid, like, you know, eatings or innings eater, innings eater. eater yeah. <laughs> God, I can't talk today. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I, I think, you know, 177 innings pitched last season. Yeah, Niara under four. Like that's something and, they don't have. They right. haven't had either. Like and that's he pitched a, in the AL East, and I know the Cubs are gonna like the schedules are different now, where they're gonna be playing everyone basically. But he's gonna be playing a lot more teams in the NL Central, where he's actually familiar because he used to pitch for the Pirates. He actually had a couple good seasons with the Pirates in seventeen and eighteen. So you know you're thinking some of that can come back. Um, and he's been healthy most of his career. Uh, you know, I know he's had two Tommy John surgeries, but yeah. in recent history, he's been. But he healthy. pitched a lot of innings last yeah, year. And he pitched a lot of innings last year. So I think, like, honestly, like, I don't think it's a hot take to say this, but like, the Cubs, what, they won 74 games last year. How many times have we watched them play a one run game? Or how many times have we watched them have to, or no, how many times have we watched them play in a one run game in the first half and somehow be in the game, but they had to use their entire bullpen in a lot of those games? Right, and that's why things fell apart in like May and June because their bullpen was just just ta- like just done right uh, a lot of the times, and so like now you're inserting a guy like this, and you can rely every fifth day that he can go out there to at least give you five. I th- right. I feel like, and so again, I think there's upside there for him to you know really take that. Next step again. Remember, this guy was one of the top pitching prospects for the Pirates before they just let him walk. I think I don't. They might have traded him. I don't know. But either way, like he, if you look at the numbers on Fangraphs, yeah, he was he was very solid with the Yankees and with the Pirates. So, you know, I think that this could be a a really good situation for him uh, to, I guess, maybe ascend to his best years. And he throws harder than any regular Cubs starter from last season. Like, his mm-hmm. fastball is faster than the guys that they currently have. Now, they may have young guys, obviously, coming up that are going to throw harder than that. But currently, the Strowmans, the Hendricks, um, even Steele, like, his fastball is better than that, I believe. So, that's yeah. that's something different, too. And he may not have to pitch 140, 150 innings this year because maybe the Cubs, if if – he is a rotation guy, and they add one more free agent to the rotation, and you add some other guys that you know that are depth guys. Maybe you are used, able to use Thompson and Alzali and maybe even Wes Neske as those bullpen guys that then do three three plus innings yeah. in relief. And so that may be you know that may be the way they work the the rotation this year. But again. This offseason is about adding as many good baseball players as you can. They've yeah. added another good arm. That that was a good piece. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. I don't think there's anything about this deal that anyone can I, like just he's, irrationally get upset about. He's a solid piece. Like they're not paying him or acting like he's a star or an ace or anything like that. We saw last year how many guys they needed to cover those starts, right? They were bringing up guys, they were calling up guys. I mean, we saw it all the time. You need guys that are stable, durable, and that can go out there and, you know, pitch over 150 innings. He doesn't walk guys. He doesn't get a lot of whiffs. He's not going to be, like, the most, like, overpowering pitcher you're going to see, but he's a solid depth starter. It's fine. It's a solid solid move for a team that needs more starting pitching. Debbie says he's a great number five. Yeah, in a perfect world, he's a great number five. And that's the, that's the same thing I've said about Kyle Hendricks. If you can get Kyle to bounce back and be healthy, 
like people for the people that gave up on Kyle Hendricks, well, if Kyle's a number five, it's a different different situation than if you're talking about him as the ace of your staff. You're talking about building depth in the rotation. And you saw that the Cubs were able to still put out pitching that led to a record that was like, what, eight games over the second half of the season? And it had nothing to do with their offense. It had everything to do with pitching. Right. So I'll, let me ask you this. In, in the tragic scenario that they do not get one of these shortstops, Swanson, Bogarts, or Correa, I don't even if want you're to talk then the, I, I know you don't even want to talk about it, but we, we didn't think we were going to talk about uh, Wilson Contreras to the Cardinals, and that has happened. So, in in the epically tragic event that they don't get one of these shortstops, would you then go all in on making sure you get Senga? Yeah. So that you've and added I'd, and I'd added even, two of those starters and, and just go heavy on the pitching this offseason? And then I'd obviously like be. I'd be very I I would be open to, you know, going long term with Rodon then too. Well I should have said Rodon first. Like Yeah. Well the Cubs haven't been in rumors with Rodon, but like that's what like I if they don't get one of those four, then I really think then you have to look at the team as as being a defensive minded pitching first team. Oh, completely. And, and we and, would sit here and, and a we bad would offense s- would have gotten worse because they've lost Wilson Contreras. Yeah, but there's there's guys coming up. You next gotta year. you have to add good players. Yeah. So if you strike out on the, I don't think the offense technically gets significantly worse. But I get what you're saying. Well, we don't. If they bring in only a defensive minded catcher, yeah, and he doesn't obviously isn't going to put up Wilson's numbers. I just told you Wilson in every new category that measures offense, Wilson was their best offensive player. This is all why they can't lose out on a shortstop. Like you, you told us. You got to well, add lost runs. Him, but gotta... they also played better without him in August. They did. They, they did. They, they, they did, did. But they, I just don't they, know if that's sustainable moving right. forward. Right. No, but with they, an offense again, that this roster is going to look. Home runs. The roster will look different next year. And again, I'm not saying that they shouldn't do this right, or right, that. Right, right. I'm yeah, just no, saying I, that. I I'm just what Luke said about this offense being worse. If it like in a way, yes. But I'm saying could be could very well in a way. What I'm getting at is sorry. <laughs> in a way, all I'm saying is if they did miss out, then this team would go full-on, fully defensive-minded, pitching first, and then, honestly, they would, you know, they'd probably remind me a lot of kind of like, I don't know, like the Guardians in a way. I, like I, I mean, if you if you miss but out on that again, route. I, I think they might have a better offense than the Guardians, at least. But, you know, I, I, well, I don't know. I mean, like, that's Cody just Bellinger wins the MVP right again. Right, right, yeah. right. right. Um, but I, leaves. You, you have you to got, add you good got to players. factor in some of the guys that will come up for the Cubs next year. There's there's a lot of minor league guys that are like sure. expected to come up, and I, again, you can't bank on them. But well, like the yeah, but the I, main, I, I'm just saying like if they did miss out on some of these shortstops, then the version of this team would be very more pitching the, oriented and def, in defense. The issue I would have with that, I mean, look, at some point you have to add good players. If you miss out on certain things, you have to pivot somewhere, right? Yeah. Um, also, I'm not, I'm not letting that slide. Sorry, Brandon. Uh, Lester was not garbage in his last several years in Chicago. That's just <laughs> I knew you were going to see that. That's it, just not accurate. His last season was not good, but uh, we're, we're not really going to. He's the greatest like, free agent signing is he, in potentially <laughs> Chicago sports. They did not give him far too long. Andre Dawson, John. They did not give him far too long and big of a deal. He was Yikes. worth way more than they paid him, and he was great for the Cubs for almost the entirety of that contract. Anyway, sorry, I can't let that go. 
Um, we can't have that out there and not. And address. he's still but recruiting Bogarts. My my main issue with you know if you're pivoting to defense and pitching is it still doesn't solve the issue that Jed Hoyer put out there. He said the offense wasn't good enough. He yes. said the offense didn't have enough power. Yes. He said that good teams blow teams out. Yes. If you are missing on these shortstops, if you're not trading for Sean Murphy, if you're not making some other secret trade that we're not thinking of, signing Rodon would be great. Signing Senga would be great. Yeah. I love pitching. I love defense. But you but you need to score runs. Yeah. You know? And and pitching is what you have coming in the farm system. The the most the closest guys that are really going to be impact unless, you know, PCA and these guys jump in. You've built your farm system mostly on pitching. There are position players, but really you focused on developing young pitching. Um, all right, let's – I'm Brandon sure we'll have more on the down. <laughs> Who is? Brandon, he is doubled down, man. I don't know. Fell apart after the World Series. Uh, Pat Hughes. John Lester was almost a three-win player in 2019. Like, what are we talking about here? Can I bring the positive back? Can, can we get Has out of Has there been the... anything positive on this podcast today? It, listen, <laughs> last night we, we were all feeling pretty good. Yeah. But Judge signs, and you start to hear Bogarts might go back to Boston, and Wilson goes to the Cardinals just to kind of stick it in your side a little bit. Yeah. And now, now we're all getting a little itchy. We're all getting a little itchy, a little scratchy, a little worried that it's not going to happen. They could still get two shortstops. They could still get a lot of different things, but it needs to happen. Um, all right, here's positive. Pat Hughes is going into the actual Baseball Hall of Fame. Not just the Cubs Hall of Fame, the Ford C. Frick Award winner. And he's going in. I want to see Pat go in in one of his beautiful sweaters. I don't want a jacket. Yeah. I don't want him to wear a jacket when he gives his speech. I want him in one of his 19... 19- 90s multicolored beautiful sweaters should we play is it two minutes how long is the video two minutes let's play it it this is the cubs put out a clip of his best moments of his career so far of course the next world series would be the next one Chicago Cubs baseball is on the air from Wrigley Field in Chicago. Good evening, everybody, along with former Cub and All-Star Ron Coomer. It's Pat Hughes reporting. Cubs in their home whites with the blue pinstripes all over. Blue hats, numbers, sleeves, and socks. Here's the windup and the pitch. And a mistake three. 20 strikeouts for Kerry Wood. A little pop fly toward Mark Grace. He's waiting. He's got yes! it. The Cubs are in the playoffs. The Cubs win. Toske hits a high fly ball. Back toward the wall is Gwynn. That ball is gone. Yes! 3-2 from Zambrano. Swing on oh, it. No hitter. Jake Arrieta has just pitched a no hitter at Dodger Stadium. Get out the tape measure. Long gone. Bodie drives one in the air. Deep center field. Back goes Taylor. It's got a chance. It's a grand slam. And the Cubs have won the ball game. Can you believe it? Here it's a 6-6 tie in the fourth. Johnson 0 for 1. Some fan just jumped into our booth and 
grabbed the microphone, and you may have heard that hiccup sound. Get out of here, will you? Oh, that was not a fan? <laughs> no. Oh, I'm sorry. That was you, Ron? <laughs> we have some of the only lights on in the entire ballpark, mm -hmm. which means we are very attractive to the bug community. How's it going over there? Uh, eventful. Eventful. I wish all of you could be right here at this moment. Unbelievable atmosphere. Swing and a miss. Cubs win. Cubs win. Cubs win. A little bouncer slowly toward Bryant. He will glove it through to Rizzo. It's in time. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. The longest drought in the history of American sports is over and the celebration begins. I think his best call is, I wish you could all be here right now. Right? I think if he had one phrase that he said in his amazing career covering Cubs baseball, that that one captured the moment perfectly for what he was feeling and what I think a lot of people uh, around the country and world were feeling. Like you wanted to be with all your friends that were Cubs fans and you wish you could all be there at that moment. So that, that was, and the second thing I think of from that video, and first of all, congratulations to Pat Hughes, is, damn, I miss Ron Sano. <laughs> like, Absolutely, they, I think that They were time. such a great combo. Yeah. He, like a lot of those calls in the beginning – Hughes' call was great, and then Santos' just reaction or screaming <laughs> was the perfect ending to it. Like, you didn't have the punctuation on what he had said yet until you had what Ron, Ron Santo would deliver afterwards. So, I know you're super excited. Well, he deserves it, and he deserved it a long time ago when he lost to Hawk Harrelson in one of the greatest injustices in Hall of Fame voting history. Yes. Um, but he, he deserves it. He deserved it. In all my years. In all when my years. he got the nod in, you know, the Cubs hall that they're building. I mean, that's, that one's a no brainer, yeah. uh, but he deserves to be enshrined in Cooperstown and have this honor and get the spotlight on him. I, I said it at the time, like I, I'm, I, he's, he seems like a very humble guy anytime he does these interviews or anytime this stuff happens. Uh, but he deserves to have a little bit of spotlight on him and get national and worldwide attention for the job that he does. And, you know, I mean, I, I could wax poetic about it forever, but I right. mean, there, there is That's a why reason. why we didn't let you write the article for all CHGO. It would have been really weird. Because uh, we knew it was going to take too long. We didn't have that much there, space on the internet. I think that there are very few broadcasters, especially on the radio, that can create and formulate a relationship with a fan base that the way that Pat has with the Chicago Cubs. You can meet a ton of people who will tell you that the reason they're Cubs fans, the way they got into the Cubs fans, the way they became more knowledgeable about being Cubs fans and baseball fans is because of Pat Hughes. And he deserves it. I was overjoyed when I saw that this morning because I couldn't deal with him getting snubbed again <laughs> on something that he just deserves. He is one of the best of all time at his craft, and he deserves to be recognized for it. And you should buy his DVDs. Yeah, and CDs. And CDs, uh, CDs, yeah. yeah. Our friend Ryan Herrera tweeted out a quote from Pat Hughes about his relationship with Cubs fans, and it is, it's one of the best audiences you could possibly have as a performer. They are so kind and gracious and passionate about the game, and they really do appreciate the effort that I give. I know they do. So He knows. So. 
Who knows? And and by the way, enjoy the calls from Pat Hughes. We just went through a season that was one to forget, really. But hopefully you listen to some games on the radio and still appreciate what he's doing. Like that that might be more difficult than being a great broadcaster uh in, in twenty sixteen, you know? He's trying to get you through hours of calling baseball and still entertaining you while you can't see the game. In in a time and age where everybody wants to see everything, he's using his voice and the natural sound coming through the microphone to take not only take you to that place, but somehow get you to enjoy and find it interesting for almost four hours some nights on a game when they're playing the Pirates and there's three hits in the game. Yeah. And he's able to do it like that. That's masterful. As much as the great calls are during that you'll never forget, those are just as masterful. So look forward to his calls again this season. And you don't know when that run is going to end for Pat. Um, but enjoy the fact that you have one of the all-time greats calling your games on the radio and sometimes on television now too. And now you can say you have a Hall of Famer calling the games on the radio, and sometimes on television too. So a huge congratulations to Pat Hughes. I'd love to get him on the podcast sometime soon. I think, I think that'd be fun. But I know um, Jared awesome. Willis is going to have a really nice article about him at allchgo.com coming out uh, later today, and we look forward to that. And Ryan has information coming to you at allchgo.com. Make sure you get that uh, diehard status so you get all of the updates, but a lot more of it has been moved from behind the paywall now so that you can get to that. Um, Cody, do you have a DraftKings pick of the week for us? By the oh. way, congratulations on the Illini. I know we said it last night. but Yeah, no. That was big for you, Illinois I know. Illinois is a basketball school. Um, horns down. <laughs> sorry, Joey. Um, no, yeah, so. He's not sorry. He's not sorry. <laughs> he wouldn't have been sorry if they beat Michigan in football either. <laughs> but that didn't happen. Uh, yeah, so tonight, I'm plugging my nose. I'm taking Michigan State plus four and a half against Penn State. Uh, game's at 530. Uh, Michigan State's kind of struggled of late. They've sustained an in- injury. Uh, and Penn State's kind of a, you know, they're kind of a sneaky ball club. They're they're good. They're at home. They're four and a half, fa- four and a half point favorite at home. But I'm going to take Izzo coming off a loss to Northwestern going into uh, Penn State. So, yeah, that's that's what I like tonight, Stuck. I also like Sienna plus five and a half against Georgetown, but that's real D-Gen for you. If that if that's if you need if you want to go real D-Gen like I am, Luke Sorry. does. Uh, <laughs> I'm just trying to see if this is legit or not. Are we getting breaking news? Well, somebody in the chat is saying that Heyman is reporting Correa to the Marlins for ten years, four hundred million. I, I, I have not way. seen I think that. That's true. <laughs> I, I think that might be a fake account. I I haven't seen why it. Why would his, you? Why would you do that? <laughs> I I don't I don't see it on his account. I'm no, I'm, no, I'm no. on the actual John Heyman <laughs> no. Twitter. account. That's why no one's so listening I believe, to my pick of the week. Thanks, Brady. Come on, yeah. man. <laughs> I was I was ignoring you. I will say, someone I was playing Call of Duty the other day with my guy Mike Dubs, and someone came into the YouTube chat and to, and told us that or and said that uh, Xander Bogarts was signed with the Cubs, and I completely believed it and like went crazy. So, and then I realized that it's not true, and then I. I felt really stupid. So, All right, so that, that is definitely bogus at the moment. Uh, game time, by the way, the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best 
deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. And if you've ever dreamed of sitting in a seat you never thought you could, you know, 50-yard line, courtside, behind home plate, floor seats at a concert, it is possible with the Game Time app. The biggest last-minute price drops can be found on seats you thought you could never buy. You won't find a better deal this season on Bulls tickets. We've got a takeover coming, by the way. Created by the fans, for the fans. Guarantees the lowest price. If you love CHGO, you're going to love Game Time. And the best way to support us is by buying your tickets this season through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app and score the best seats to all your favorite events. The one and only Ryan Herrera joins us from San Diego. That is Ryan underscore A underscore Herrera. And we have Whoa. a three-quarter zip today. It still must be chilly in San Diego. Uh, but oh, is, know, are things there. heating up, Ryan? Are things heating up again in the shortstop market? Uh, the, sto- the stove is heating up. I mean, the rumors keep bouncing around. Um, you don't really know. I mean, the, I guess the, the big things that have gone down so far today have been uh, non-shortstop related. Aaron Judge, uh, back to the Yankees. Uh, obviously, I'm, I'm sure this has been a somber podcast because of Wilson Contreras reportedly going to the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, yeah, actually, that, that's my question. That's my question. How are you guys feeling right now? Uh, Cody's surprisingly good. Like, he's a little mellow. It's a little dreary Every, here. Everyone in the Slack channel. But he's better channel, than I thought. Everyone in the Slack channel this morning was like, oh, we got to make sure we clip the first five minutes of the podcast. I'm like, eh. I'm gonna well, I'm I'm is, gonna be okay. I'm gonna be okay. It is something Cody said wasn't going to happen because the Cardinals don't do things like yep. this. Yeah, and they did uh, it. it, and it did happen. Uh, so yeah, so, yeah, we uh, you know, we got that news. Um, you know, Cardinals make a move that uh, you know helps them. Obviously, it hurts the Cubs and it makes things a little complicated when uh, Wilson Contreras does make his uh, return to Wrigley Field, which. Now we'll be ne- at some point next season. I don't remember the exact day Cardinals play at Wrigley for the first time, but uh, May, we'll come what did I say? Season. May eighth. Yeah. May eighth. There you go. So May eighth, uh, about a little over a month into the season, uh, Wilson will make his debut. I mean, we 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 saw how Chris Bryant was received when he not his debut, his return. Uh, we saw how Chris Bryant was received when he made his return with the Giants uh, a couple of years ago. Yeah. Now not the Cardinals. It, it, yeah, I'm like I'm, I'm curious to see how Wilson Gutierrez gets, uh, how he's received when he does make it back to his field. Oh, uh, we, the judge news was early this morning, and it, I I pointed out that the reports have been that Steinbrenner was in Italy, heard that judge was in San Diego to talk specifically with the Padres who were offering more money, and that Steinbrenner said, you know what, give him another year, give him another forty million. He went outside of his comfort zone. Do you think that is the type of thing that may have to happen for the Cubs? Because I'll tell you this, Ryan, I don't know what it's like in San Diego. I can just tell you the panic level is real close here in Chicago. It's gone from here to about here. And now with judge signing and a lot of teams, there's no reason not to think that the Giants, the Padres, the Yankees, the Dodgers, these other teams aren't in on some of these shortstops. Red Sox on Bogarts. Do you think they will have to go out of their comfort zone to get it done? Yeah, I think that's the general vibe. Just around, just for really for any team uh, right here, you know, that's the vibe around the winter meetings. Is you see, I mean, you see what happened with Trey Turner, three hundred million dollars over eleven years, higher than kind of what he was projected, right? Higher than expected. Uh, Aaron Judge, nine years, three hundred sixty million. I think those, you know, that uh, both of those are a little bit higher than what he was projected. 
Um, so it seems like teams kind of came in. I mean, look at the pitching market. The pitching market, um, things have, have heated up. Uh, I think Jameson Tyon maybe got a little bit more than what he was projected. Um, you know, Taiwan Walker maybe a little bit more as well. Teams are paying, you know, a little bit higher prices than probably what they felt they would needed to coming in uh, to this week. And, and so it seems like with, with that happening and the way the market is shaping out, the way the market's been set, teams are going to have to go out of their comfort zone, map the pony up a little bit more. So uh, if Carlos Correa, if the Cubs want to get him still, um, you know, Trey Turner, again, 11 years, 300 million. I don't think Carlos Correa is going to take a steep discount from that to come to Chicago, right? Um, nope. So if they, if they want to go get Carlos Correa still during this offseason, they they may I don't know that they have to match that, but they're gonna have to. It's gonna be in that ballpark. It's gonna be in the ballpark of what Trey Turner got. Um, Xander Bogarts, you know, he may, uh, he may, he's probably not gonna be at that level, but you know, the he's probably still gonna get over uh, what what he was expected to get coming in. I think uh, you know prior to this week, the expectations were sub two hundred million dollars uh, for total value of his deal. Uh, he may end up get, uh, getting two hundred or more at this point, uh, just the way this, the market's shaping out. So. Um, yeah, it, it gets to the point where we know we kind of we kind of know what, what uh, the front office of the Cubs feels they want to you know where they're comfortable where their comfort zone is right maybe they don't want to they don't want to hit six uh, they don't want to hit eight years maybe six or seven is, is pushing it right they don't want to go eight or more uh, but at this point if they, if they're really truly invested in competing next year uh, wanting to get the best players for this team to, to be good next year and going to you know they really want to get one of these guys. Um, they're going to have to push past where they came in feeling comfortable. Well, Judge's AAV of $40 million a season is now the highest AAV for a deal in baseball. And Correa was making over 35 last year for the Twins. So if the Cubs want to get less years on the deal, they're going to have to push from above 35 a year if, to get Correa somewhere closer to the 40. I'm not saying how close it's going to be. They probably don't have to hit 40 but they're going to have to get out of their comfort zone if he's the guy they want. They absolutely want to get. What else do you have? You have Rule 5 draft today, right? And yeah, Rule 5 draft in a couple hours, yeah. So you figure the Rule 5 draft is coming. That takes up some portion where there aren't deals being made. Like when the Rule 5 draft is going on and they're trying to figure out who they want, maybe they can have somebody else work on that, but there's a portion of time gone. It's just getting close to when the end of the real deal making is done at the winter meetings. Like, man, it's it's getting close, Ryan. Do do you feel that there are? Do you think it's getting tense for the Cubs front office? Uh, tense, no, but just because listening to kind of what Jed said the other day of, um, you know, even with Trey Turner signing on the first day of winter meetings, um, they weren't going to change their strategy of how they wanted to do things. Obviously. Uh, you know, coming in, there was a sense of urgency, right? And, and then what maybe didn't have to do with anything outside of the Cubs know they have to be better next year. Uh, otherwise, they're going to take another hit uh, as far as how the fan base goes. You know, the, the, the I think it was since, since 1997, you know, not including the COVID year, like this is the lowest total of fans that have gone to Wrigley Field during an entire Cubs season, something like that. Um, they don't want to do that again. Uh, so there was always that sense of urgency to start making deals and getting the guys that they need to be competitive next year. Uh, but I don't think this week specifically has has forced any more urgency onto Jed Hoyer, Carter Hawkins, or the rest of the front office to do things. Uh, they're going to do what they feel is is the right way and the right process and, and the right timing 
uh, to get these things done. You know, they've been talking to this whole week. You know, they've been talking to uh, agents, uh, players. They've been making offers. They're going to continue making offers. Um, they're they're doing they're doing the due deal, the due diligence. It just it, it may just take some time, and I, I don't think they have any more urgency now than than, than they should. I, I I think they have a sense of urgency to get this stuff done, uh, but it's not kind of going overboard to the point where they're making uh, irrational decisions, which is of course something uh, house fans don't want to happen. <laughs> Uh, I think it was Sean that put in the chat. He said they're going to have to go like eight years, three hundred million, which would be an average of mathing thir- like thirty-seven million a season or something like that for Correa, whoever they want. I just think it's getting more expensive by the day as they let more guys come off the board, and that yeah, that yeah. certainly is the strategy of some of these guys like Correa, sure who are sitting Correa. there like, I'll wait and see what plays out because he knows that somebody's going to give him that money, and there's there's a lot of Big market teams that have that kind of cash and want that type of player. So that'll be interesting. Any any smaller names that you've heard? You know, t- the tie-on deal is done. Any any smaller names while we wait for the shortstop market that you think or have heard that the Cubs might be working on or at least kicking the tires on? Uh, not specifically. I know, you know, we're, uh, well, I know Sean Murphy is one, uh, mm-hmm. as far as the trade market goes, uh, that we've heard the Cubs be connected to, um, as the free agent market, I know, you know, the, the Christian Vasquez and, and to a, maybe to a lesser extent, Omar Narvaez is still on the Cubs radar. Um, but like we've talked about, uh, in the recently, uh, that kind of, you know, catching first baseman, a uh, first base feels like, um, it's starting to go lower on the priority list. Uh, same with catcher. I mean, they got the center fielder off the board. They have a starter, starting pitcher off the board. Um, going, going to first base, I mean, we know that the, the Cubs were in on Jose Abreu, uh, who obviously went to Houston. So now that the, the drop-off from like the him and Anthony Rizzo level to the rest of the first base uh, is a little steeper. Um, and now that they you know, reportedly have Cody Bellinger in the mix, uh, it's a guy that can play first base as well. Um, yeah, relief pitching is still going to be something the Cubs are going to focus on at some point this offseason. Uh, if the, it, at this point, it feels like the main focus is one of those bigger names. You know, shortstop is something that the Cubs uh, are focused on, and and that that's probably what they should be focused on because they're, <laughs> they're starting to run they're starting to run out of them. Trey Turner's off the board; they got three more, um, and, and we know that's where the big money is going to be. The the big names are coming from that part of the market. Um, and that's probably where they should keep the focus at. But, um, you know, you got you got little small rumors, names all across the board. And I'm sure we're going to keep monitoring that uh, throughout throughout the rest of the offseason because now that things have picked up, uh, it doesn't feel like they're going to slow down that much. So it feels like things may be coming on pretty quickly. Sounds good. I know you're still busy, Ryan. We appreciate it. You got stuff coming, uh, allchgo.com. I know we're working on uh, some Pat Hughes news. And stuff there. Uh, what else? Day. What else you working on today? Uh, you know, I know Corey's having a great day. Uh, Pat Hughes, uh, that, uh, Jared, <laughs> yeah. Jared's putting something together. We just got off. Uh, we just got off Zoom with Pat before I hopped on. Um, you know, I'll I'll, I'll be you know, working on some possibly some Melissa Contreras stuff, um, which I know I know Cubs fans are are looking forward to reading Melissa Contreras going to the Cardinals. Uh, but just you know, general stuff, winter meetings. Yeah. The, the atmosphere here and, and on the last day. Rule 5 draft, like you mentioned, is coming up. So 
uh, if the Cubs make a pick uh, uh, that we don't foresee maybe, or if they lose someone that uh, could have been a value to this team. Uh, of course, we'll keep updated on that. And then you can scrap it all when they get Correa for $320 million. So Exactly. <laughs> all right, Ryan, thanks. We appreciate it. And thanks to everybody that joined in the chat today. Again, if we have breaking news on a shortstop or another signing from the Cubs, we'll jump right back in like we did yesterday with an emergency podcast. If we have to, we hope we have to. We hope that's what's going to happen this afternoon, but we're all getting a little nervous. Uh, thanks to everybody for watching the CHGO Cubs podcast presented by DraftKings, America's top-rated sports book. Make sure you download that app and sign up using the code CHGO. We'll see you hopefully soon. Until then, fly the W.